You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Okay, we've got to hurry up here because Sid Talk's got to leave the building. We do not have to hurry. <laughs> you've got a, you've got a date, right? Yes, I do. With your mother. I do. With Ryan Gosling. Or Geisling or whatever his name is. Who's the that? The guy that you don't like from the movie. <laughs> the pretend Jason Lee guy. Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, that's him. That's his name. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> that's a different guy. I've got a lot to say about Ryan Reynolds, actually. All right. All right. All right. And I, I also had a discussion on this week's Smogcast about Ryan Reynolds that was kind of unsavory. Did yes. you remember that? Yeah. Uh, so if you want to listen to Kevin Smith's Smogcast... Or maybe you don't want to listen to it. <laughs> it's kind of rude this week. This week? <laughs> yeah, most weeks. <laughs> All right, so it is... Uh, it isn't... It isn't Sunday, August the uh, 23rd. It's Saturday, August the 22nd, 2009. This is after the show number 84. Woo-woo! Um, and the movie we're going to be looking at this week is Adventureland on Blu-ray disc. It's a 2009 movie. It's from our friends at Miramax Films. Uh, shout out to them who keep giving me a shout out on Twitter. So, um, Miramax Films, you rock. You make me want to shout. Throw my <laughs> hands up and shout. I'll give Miramax Films a... At Miramax Films. That's their Twitter, if you want to read their feed. Um, I just they, want to stop and say, Miramax is fucking awesome. When they run down the list of movies yeah, in the that, beginning... Honestly, they're some of the all-time movies that make me... And I'm not licking their ass. I'm saying honestly... That I when I see the the little yeah let, let me just explain I that. just go like oh my god I just love that love that love that on the beginning of any Miramax DVD or Blu-ray disc there's a Montage. like a mon, like a commercial for Miramax that I think it's ten years or twenty years or something celebrating so many years <laughs> in the industry <laughs> three decades apparently three decades yeah. yeah and then it shows you I think we might have seen that commercial over a period of time and it's been altered slightly but um, it shows you clips from there will be blood. Pulp Fiction, Swingers, all... If you think back, yeah, you know, over the period, they put out a lot of good films. Little Country for Old Men. These are movies that... When you said the other day, movies are like a thing that's so important in your life and you're always excited to watch them and all that. And I, I totally agree. And then I say, there is a segment of movies that I have seen in my life that just... I That just move me and that I could watch over and over and that I remember distinctly watching and thinking, oh my god... This is just incredibly I al- everything. I also f- and Miramax makes watching that movies. Miramax thing. Whenever Daniel Day Lewis opens his mouth and says, <laughs> "You can, you say, can I'm say I'm an oil, oil man. man," it gives me hairs on the back of my neck stand up. Because when I say it, I'm an oil man, you yeah, know, it, yeah. It, you don't even need to see because it doesn't show you any of the film. He just says it in, and it's black, and, it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I want to watch that film." Exactly. Now. You know, so yeah, they've done some good films at Miramax Films. They're on Twitter <laughs> if you want any information about the films. Um, anyway, this is from our friends at Miramax. This is on Blu-ray disc. It's out on Tuesday, the 25th of August, which will be this Tuesday. Yes, it will be this Tuesday. Oh, <laughs> um, So yeah, you can pick it up this We're Tuesday. We're running out of year already. Yeah, um, I actually feel autumn coming in. It feels autumn. This morning my car was totally steamed up when I, like I got it. off work. I like I it. Yeah, the, the summer's too much for me. I, I like the tail end and the beginning of it. But we get punished because we like fall, because all the trees uh, drop their oh, leaves yeah, on the yard. Oh, yeah, it's time to go out picking up leaves. <laughs> so it's kind of like we have to take the good with the bad. It also becomes an obsession with me, because I'll pick up leaves <laughs> and put them all in bags, and then I'll look out the next morning, and I feel like Shit, I have to go Shit, the next it morning, you turn around, you do the backyard, <laughs> you go to the front yard, you look out the back window, and you're like, ah! So we go from having to mow to having to pick up leaves. I mow the or leaves. Or mowing leaves. Yeah, yeah, that's my choice. Mulch them up. But, but I do time. love those crispy uh, autumny days. They're really good. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Adventureland, and you're going to tell us what it's about. We were just having that discussion to trying to describe this genre, and it's a tough one. But this one particularly is a young man who's just got out of his first few years of college, going to go to grad school, has all these ideas about kind of a romantic idea as we all have had about what his next year is going to be go to europe go to college get an apartment go to grad school be like an intellectual his his major is kind of like uh he's going for journalism but he's majored in like french literature or something and like he's kind of highbrow inapplicable to no offense to the french 
uh, or the literature majors out there, but that's not applicable really in day to day life, right? So, which career path would what that happens? Send you on? Yeah, what happens is his parents, um, even though it seems a bit odd to me, but they say he's got your father's got a demotion. We have less money. We can't afford this, that, and the other. Can't go to Europe. Maybe not go to college. So he gets a job at a little family owned crappy uh adventure what's it called theme park theme park yeah well not no it's, not it's a like theme. a fair it's more like a, fa- a carnival yeah it's a carnival but like it and this is set like in the 1980s yeah 1987 and uh so of course he's above it kind of I me mean, don't get that vibe off him but it's kind of like wasting his time and of course being the shittiest summer of his life it can turn into because the people that he meets and experiences it's going to uh evolve into a good growing experience and so we kind of say coming, coming of, of age, age but they're but already of age almost yeah they're so. early 20s and i guess i look back on that age and i think okay you're done with college but then you remind and why all the bullshit drama but then you remind me think back when you were 22 and i i don't remember it much so obviously i wasn't very <laughs> honestly don't from 20 to 25 it's kind of like woo you know so that's what it is, this young man's summer working in Adventureland. Correct. So, um, this... Uh, all right, I, I didn't really know much about this movie. I mean, I do follow Miramax's Twitter feed, so I've had kind of a little bit of a build-up to it, because they've mentioned it several times, when it was in the cinemas, even. So I kind of knew it was a 1980s film. I didn't... And I, and I knew it was from the director of Superbad. Um, but it, if you go in expecting... You've not seen Superbad, I have... If you go in expecting to see like a super bad type of movie, and I think the trailers for it kind of made it seem like it's not a super bad movie. Super bad was kind of it's that guy you don't like, yeah. Jonah Hill, whatever he's called, Ugh. and it's raucous. This isn't. It's more of a like tender kind of thing. That's how I would put it. Yeah. Um, so I feel the trailer might have missold it a little bit, but I think it's really good because. There's, there's, there's a population who likes movies like Superbad who might see that trailer and then be drawn into the theatres or to the Blu-ray and then end up seeing something much better. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Even though they but might But will feel, they respond to that? Probably not. But <laughs> hopefully we can get something into them. You got a guy punching everybody in the balls, which I find completely repugnant. I don't even... I ask you, is that a thing guys do? But there's, there's completely repugnant things in... Life. Life yeah. in that, in, especially in that kind of. That's age why I group. asked if that's something men do to each other. I'm sure they do. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you know it's a goofy, stupid thing. But anyway, so I went into this movie, um, not really. I don't, not really any expectations apart from it. Maybe it's a wacky comedy. It isn't. It's much more than that, I think. And I loved it. I said to you at the end of the movie, it, I think that was it? really good. <laughs> I can't... I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. It's the, it's the period for me. I love 80s, obviously. I was a kid of the 80s. It's kind of a subtle 80s as well. It's not in-your-face 80s. No, it's not like... If um, you lived the 80s in an age like we were that age at that time, in fact, pretty close to that age at that time, I was 19 in 87, and you were... Uh, we would have been 17, but... <laughs> so we were close to that age, so I do remember... So it's subtle. You see the occasional girl with the crazy clothes. We got one girl character who's totally decked out in the '80s clothes. It's got '80s music playing on the soundtrack and in the theme park. I got some say, '80s cars, but other than that, it could have been any time. It could have been now. Really, it wasn't just in your face, though. '80s, like no, you know, but the music played like a big singer. part. Like wedding singer, when you watch wedding yeah, singer, you you're know, just like constant. Clock of seagulls, yeah, kind of and you're, it's so like it's fun and kitsch. This is more like just looking at a life, you know, life going on in the eighties. But I absolutely, I really love this. These are the kind of films I really like because how I feel about this kind of film is it's, you know, you go if you went in expecting super bad, that's not what you're getting. It's a real quiet. I, I, that's how I like to think of it, like a quiet, calm kind of chunk of. It's this one in particular is a summer, just one summer how it plays out for a particular group of people. They're my favourite kind of films. You know, like Clerks is a, is a prime example. Yeah. That's just one day, but it's just a... It's nothing special, it's just one... And you can relate to it, because... I mean, I've never worked in a theme park, but I've worked shitty mm-hmm. jobs when I was a teenager. And you were a 22-year-old guy once. 
Yeah, and you understand <laughs> that you do those things and, you know, you make the most of them. And that's how I feel these kids were making the most of this. You know, they you all seem... kids, but uh, they're 20. Yeah, <laughs> they're I see like, them as kids because I'm 40 year old, you know what I'm <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But I see them as they were making the most of the summer, you know. They tried to have some fun with the job. Kind of, They were going really. through they're emotional be- turmoil. They're more beaten down by the job than... It's not like, um, you know, Waiting, with, which is another one of those Ryan Geist movies, mm, where everybody's that. really sort of yucking it up and making a big deal about... Or Office Space, even, which I adore. But they're not really taking... It's not for comedy. It's not yeah, of its no, no, place exactly, for comedy. Exactly. That's the difference. It's like just revealing the absurdity of working in a place like Which that. Which is what Clerks is, I think. Because it's Oh, entirely. It's not... You know, it is a comedy, but they're not playing it for comedy. They're playing it for... Here's some real-life situations that you all may relate to. And here's some... And maybe it'll turn... Maybe some things are funny. Right, and, under, and in the middle of that, you also get the... The Terminal. the touching, not touching or tender, but the <laughs> Clerks doesn't have a lot of tenderness. I'm just saying, like his feelings of jealousy and feeling insecure because of his girlfriend's past. That kind of comes out amidst the revealing of comedy of life. I don't know what else to how else to. That's why I said this genre is tricky. So, but um, for me, the there's not really a lot to spoil because it's just mm. I wouldn't say anything towards the end of it, but. You know, it's one of those movies that just flows along. Happens in five years. And this is my expectations. I didn't even know it existed until I went down there and saw what it was. So I have no, I had no preconceived anything. You might have mentioned it to me at some point. I've completely forgotten. I saw the box downstairs and I'm like, mm, okay, Adventureland. I saw that you put the name on the marquee did and you, I'm like, did I have you no have idea. It, did it? No clue. What did the word Adventureland bring to you? Nothing. I have no, I couldn't even imagine what it meant. Right. So that's how much I was exposed to it. Zero. Yeah, and I had a little bit, and I'm glad I, I'm glad I saw it. And, and I can imagine there's a... And no, I don't live in a cave. I just don't keep up on... I don't watch trailers and stuff if I can avoid them. So. From how that trailer played that I saw some time ago, I imagine a lot of people were disappointed because I think they sold it to the wrong audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens sometimes, doesn't it? How many times have you seen a trailer thinking, that looks kind of... Or the opposite way around, where it kind of... They show you like the cool moments that you think and then when you go and watch it it's not that yeah it's kind of a bit you know but this one I've the trailer's not included in the uh, Blu-ray interestingly enough it is not you're right so (laughs) I'd like to go and see the trailer online because I do remember seeing the trailer and thinking oh not another one of those like uh, because it kept saying from the director of Superbad I'm sure it did and Superbad never it didn't really gel with me you didn't see Superbad but for me Superbad and I probably am a person who would love that kind of movie. You know, I think it was aimed at kind of somebody like me. Well, Superbad, the stuff that came out of the kids' mouths in Superbad, and these were these were younger than the people Teenagers, in this one. Right. Yeah, it seemed very false to me. Like they were using all kinds of. I don't know. I'm not a teenager. Maybe they do talk like that. But everything that came out of the mouths seemed manufactured. Like, they had catchphrases and buzzwords all the time. Like yeah. It was really kind of annoying. There was some funny parts, but... It's n- if you like Superbad, I imagine this one, you would say, tell me that... I'm- Until you're... If you like Superbad and you're 16, then wait till you're 25 and watch this one. Yeah. you like... Possibly, than, yeah. You know, when you've gone through that phase of your life. It's funny how movies work that way. And, and you know, if this wasn't set in the 80s, without... I've got to say that the soundtrack's amazing, like, but obviously... To us. <laughs> yeah, like if you're a kid of today, maybe it wouldn't be, but to me, it's just, it all brings back memories of stuff. Rock Me Amadeus, my God. I mean, come on, yeah. it's like the most ridiculous song of all time, and yet you hear it, and it completely transforms you. To Every time it came on the radio, you're like, yeah, Rock Me Amadeus, yeah, Amadeus, I'm rock. For me, a kid now would be like... Well, whatever. Well, like, for, for me, I had a I had a Lou Reed period where I really loved the Velvet Underground and Lou Reed. Like, you know, when I was seventeen, right. right? So any Lou Reed song takes me back to there immediately. You know, and especially the ones they chose for this movie. They, those are the ones you've sang yep. along to all your life. So, yeah, and there is a lot of Lou Reed and there's In Excess, and you know, and I actually want to go and get the soundtrack now. So 
Yeah, I don't want to see uh, Valley Girl again because Don't Change is on there. And I'm like, that's another movie I saw then. Yeah. So my perspective on life would have changed, but I want to see it again. It could be crap, but I really want to watch it again. But um, I really enjoyed it, too. I liked the whole movie. And there were times when, particular, um, there's just one moment when the fireworks are going off. It's 4th of July. She's sitting there watching, and he kind of sits next to her and scoots over to her. Oh, and they play, let me just say, they play in crowded houses, Don't Dream It's Over. Well, it's... Right. And, well, what occurred to me was, in that age, when I was that age, all through the 80s, even all through my 20s and 30s, I never saw myself as a person who would ever have anyone ever want to ever, ever, let me emphasize, want to be with me. No man or boy ever want. I never had a boyfriend, nothing, right? Then I ended up getting married twice, but still. (laughs) All my life, never... I mean, I would watch this movie when I was 16 or Breakfast Club or, or 16 Candles and just think I will never... When I watched them then, I'd thought, and be Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you know, there will never be anyone who wants to get on their knee and propose to me or sit next to me and watch fireworks. And it just occurred to me, because, like, you're right there. And I'm like... Oh, I you love know? you. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, that's another thing that comes up, like thinking back to those movies and why some of them appealed to me. It was sort of this fantasy of, oh, you will someday have your knight in shining armor sort of come along and, like, dig you and fall for you and that. So that brought that up for me, so maybe that's my I kind of, like, sure like it. But. Uh, yeah. I, and he, he reminded me of you. He's kind of, he's very respectful and he's not a horn dog and he's not a you know, he's just like, yeah, I just really like her. You're like, no, I don't want to just fuck her all the time kind of person. I really, I really <laughs> identified with his character, to be honest, because he's, you know, when I was that age or younger, that's how it was to me. That everybody, all the other dudes were just like, yeah, all they I didn't about. get it. Like, I, I mean, I, I always had a girlfriend, and there was girls that I liked, but I didn't go about it the same way as other people. Right, and see, I was always like, always. Re- easily rejectable because I mean, I'm not it's not pity party I'm saying I just wasn't I was never attractive to but then in oh, my yeah, 20s I had a fair share of knockbacks what, <laughs> what I'm saying is though right, I'm... but in the 20s then in my 20s then my perception of what it would take to get a man to like me is sex you screw them you be they, if they want you for sex then you're wantable then you are desirable and important in life which of course always was wrong Always twisted around, but that was—that's always my perception. That if men don't want you for that, then you're point, then you're useless, right? And then I come along you, and I tell you, you do not understand how different you are. And this guy represents that. This character of a guy. And it's also a dilemma the main girl is going through with right with something the same thing. Like, like she's kind of given in to that. She's not a romantic or anything like right. that. Like about anything, but with a dude who's not really into her just wants sex and yet here comes this guy who just is falling in love with her because he just really likes her and it's hard for her to cope with and so it's funny those things tap like cut right into you don't they some things in a movie yeah and I also think and this isn't like a cast that you would necessarily know ever no um, a lot of them are first time I mean well, let's go on to the cast while we're here okay so the main guy is good segue Jesse Oh, Jesse Eisenberg is James Brennan. Correct. Um, that's the main dude, right? Yeah. Uh, I really think he's good. He's He's got like a... I feel that he's like that, and he's not playing that guy. So it feels natural to mm. me. I mean, I've never seen him in anything else. I don't think. Unless he was in Superbad, but I don't know. But it seemed to me like he was just... Yeah, there's a little the lines, extra... Like, added awkwardness at times when you feel it's theatrical and not because a lot of moments are pretty genuine and then there are those sort of put on but I really I think that's him. a sign of his time I actually actors. didn't like him for the first five minutes of the movie I was thinking oh this guy oh okay and it started <laughs> off kind of showing you him with, interacting with his parents and stuff and I was thinking and interacting with this friend of his who it was kind of douchebaggy. He's like yeah. what you're gonna. He's he's the future yuppie. Yeah, so yeah, you're getting exactly. that vibe from him that he's so daddy's got money. I was and- thinking, oh, this is gonna be obnoxious. I'm not gonna like these people. But then it only took about ten minutes, and I was into this guy's, you know, vibe. Like, you know, it took a while though. The beginning part, I was thinking, oh no, he's not gonna be that guy, and I don't like that guy. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I think he played it really well. I don't believe I've seen him before, but there again, he kind of looks familiar. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Kirsten Stewart as M. Lewin. Lewin? Uh, she is the female lead, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I have seen her before. I don't know what. It was. She was in the park. She was the girl from the movie where the guy went to Alaska on his own. In the wilder- into the wilderness. Oh, she into was the, the girl wild. in that. Yeah, she was the girl in that trailer park place. She was. I really, really liked yeah. Into the Wild, by the way. Yeah, really good. Sean Penn directed. Oh yeah, she was. Yeah. I, I now I know who she is. Yeah, yeah. I I liked her in this. I liked her in that. She, another one who to me seems like she's not acting. She's just being her with those words. Do you get what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. Um, and well, that, I think well, that really helps. Discredit. Their ability oh, let, to be no, their no, part, no. but no, I think that's a good thing because it brings makes it feel real. Better. Yeah, there's not like the put on like TV, even the girl who TV will, acting. Will we get to the '80s girl? Do you have her on there? I don't, probably not. Okay, well, let's talk about her. I don't know her name, but she played the the quintessential '80s, the tight curly perm and kind of really Madonna tight, looking-ish. very Madonna-ish, but all you know, like goes to the dance club and the long nails and the bra-looking shirt and all that stuff. Now. That could be an easy part to kind of really go over the top and be super camp about it. But I actually thought she did a really good job. I really liked her. I mean, there were moments when she did a little extra swooning with her lips over her shoulder kind of she thing. Was kind, she was quite she funny, was just, too. Yes, she had some funny. really funny moments, like where they kind of, <laughs> Make fun of made fun of her a bit, where she went for a meal with, with a guy and... He said, do you like the wine? And she sniffed the side of the glass and said, it's great. <laughs> yeah, like she picks the glass. You think she's going <laughs> to smell in it and she goes to the side like of the glass. Like she's kind of, like almost like she's heard about that, but she didn't exactly, exactly understand it. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so she was really funny too. I thought she was good. Yeah. Um, so, and the third person uh, I've got down here is Bill H- Hader as uh, Bobby, who's the um, guy with the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Who really funny. runs the park. He and his wife. Yeah. And it's, you know, you've had bosses like that. Like, where they're a It bit... wasn't bad or anything. He was just the comical, like, a farce L- kind of guy. A little bit inappropriate. Like, well, not a little. Not really. Deals with the customers and the yelling at them when they don't put the litter. <laughs> you know, it was really <laughs> funny. I love that. You know what I'm saying? I love that, though. It was really But good. I really like him. Um, obviously, we've seen him before. I couldn't tell you what in, but we've seen him in lots wasn't of things. Wasn't he in the ice skating one? Very possible, but wasn't that Will Arnett? Oh, I wasn't thinking of that role, but... No. Um, then we've got um, Kristen Wiig as Paul Ed, who's his, we think, real-life wife, maybe. Not sure. Not sure. She's his... She's not his wife in this, is she? She's his... <laughs> Who? Kristen Wiig. She's the wife of the manager, their husband wife, Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I'm saying that we think they're real-life... Oh, yeah. Not sure, though. Seemed. But I really like her as well. She's a um, comedian. I think she's been... I think she's... I don't know. This is really... He was the friend of saving Sarah Silverman. <laughs> of forgetting oh, yes, Sarah he was. Marshall. Yeah, he, he was, was yeah. the the friend. And then on the phone, you can hear his voice. Yeah, saying, that was him. Yeah. And he was on the webcam all the time. <laughs> yes, so, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, yeah, I, I like him. And then she... She's really funny. She was the she doctor the, in uh, Ricky Gervais's... Ricky Gervais's comedy. Yeah, um, Ghost Town. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then lastly, um, Ryan Reynolds. It's like a, I think it's like a cameo appearance or something because it says and featuring Ryan Reynolds mm. in the. So he's now a, he's a key. Personally, part. I'm not a Ryan Reynolds fan in any way, shape, or form. And I, I can't even think of anything I've liked him in. Shall I tell them what you call him? A Jason Lee ripoff. I call him yeah because <laughs> like at the time when Jason Lee was in a lot of Kevin Smith movies, you know, I'm on the tail end of that. Yeah, he came along, and I just saw some kind of similarity, but I didn't like him as much. So I call him Jason Lee Ripoff. But he's not turned me around, but I really liked what he did with this, because, you know, he plays this guy. I don't want to spoil it, really, Hmm. but he's a bit of a dick. He's the guy in his 30s who still works at Adventureland, and... What you get the vibe of maybe every summer there's a new younger girl. Yeah. Like it, like it will say of age, teenage girl or 20 something girl. And one of the key characters is that girl this year and he's also married, but he truly believes that it's a man, it's just in every man Programmed. to want to screw every woman. And then there's nothing you can do about that. And so there's just nothing do it. else to having a woman. Yeah. Except to want to 
screw him all the time. Genuinely, he be- he thinks that, and so he's kind of like one of those hapless, you know. And he plays it really well, first off, and second, he's not in. Yeah, he is pretty pivotal, even though yeah. it's a cameo role. Um, he. It's not a cameo. He's in it a lot. Yeah, he's in it a lot, but I don't know why they said and at the end, like he wasn't highly built. Because he's more famous than everybody. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe he only came for one day and did all his stuff quick. Mm. Uh, but um, it's not changed my mind about him because there's plenty of movies where I can't stand him. Waiting being one of them. Um, but I think he did a good job of this character. Now he played a good asshole. Does that say anything about him? I don't he know. He played an asshole, and yet you don't. He's not deplorable. No, you can also feel for him. That's an yeah. interesting thing because barely, like it's like you get the sense of like, okay, he's not like he doesn't he isn't hateful or mean or it's just charmingly the- manipulative. Yeah, <laughs> but not trying to be mean to anyone. So it, he's a good he does a good job of it too. He's really subtle. He's not you know, but he reminds me of that guy who's in his thirties still hanging around with teens and twenty something trying to be cool. The cool guy. Yeah, and he, he obviously he. He's a musician, supposedly. Yeah. He tells stories to all the young chicks to get them all. Like I was with Lou Reed on but he, stage. But the very the stories are obviously kind of made up because he doesn't even get the facts right or anything, you know. So he's kind of like a big fish in a little pond. Yeah. You know. But like, everybody thinks he's the man, kind of thing. Yeah. A Those, friend of mine wrote a song once about like a guy, a band playing in a college town, and their their aspiration is always to get out of that college town and go make it big, but they just seem to hang around the college town forever. Because so they're always... Because it's like you become important there, and if you were to go outside of nobody there... Nobody knows who the hell you are. And nobody... You're not... You don't have any of that. you know. So in this park, he's like, the, hey, the cool guy with the legends and all that, so... So, you know, and I expected to absolutely fully hate him, because I saw him <laughs> on the box and I was like, oh, really? But no, it didn't. So, yeah, he must have done something good because he won me over a little bit. Okay, so we... Um, Did you hear that, Ryan? You know, one more. One more good one and you've got a scully on your side. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is this is directed by Greg Matola, who directed Superbad and other stuff, but not movie. Like, when I looked at his list, there's a lot of TV stuff. So, Superbad is the only other one. He looked really familiar to me when I saw him on the screen, but... Has he been a director of photography or a cinematographer? He's been like maybe? a producer on other stuff. Because he seems like someone... So maybe we've seen him on maybe. like an Apatow one or something where he's been in the extras or something. Because he really looked familiar. And a lot of them do nowadays because you've seen so many extras. Can't wait till we get out of the Apatow phase. Well, I saw Judd Apatow's <laughs> name at the end. I know you movie. did, I'm saying. Um, Judd Apatow, this isn't a Judd Apatow no. movie, but his name was in the credits. I was just saying. It's just that we mention him every week. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a fan. I understand. Um, so, DVD extras, um, Blu-ray extras in this case, it's a, uh, I actually like this cover, and the menus are really cool too, yeah. it's actually, um, the Boogie Nights, uh... There's another, that's one of the words, you know, uh, that I like to hear you say. Boogie Nights. You say Boogie Nights, and you say Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, won't you <laughs> boogie. take me to... Yeah, anyway, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, that's um, like Boogie Nights, you know. Boogie, but you say Boogie, so I like that. Right. Well, I, I would say... The Boogeyman is coming to get you also. And what's that guy? What does he do on this film? The he's, guy you were just talking about? He's from the director of Superbad. The director? The director. Director. No, the director. <laughs> I'm just getting you to say that word a few times. Director, 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 director. <laughs> and boogie. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Boogie, di- boogie down with the director. Okay. <laughs> Nobody knows any idea what we're talking Only about. Only one person knows. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, there are some extras on this um, Blu-ray. Now, there's this new trend I've noticed towards putting some of the features exclusive to Blu-ray. And then when you get the DVD, you're missing those features. Don't know if that's a good trend or not. Say that again? There's like three features on this Blu-ray that aren't on the DVD version. Oh, that's sneaky. To get you, if, yeah. you, if you're in the shop, to go, oh, this one's got more features. Do I get this one? You know? Don't know if that's a good trend or not, but... Particularly when the extras have uh, absolutely no <laughs> no respectful boundaries on the HD format at all. No. In <laughs> this one in particular, it's like widescreen, not widescreen. Very widescreen, interesting. That, but it's all... But that wasn't... It's like the aspect it. ratio goes wrong, and then it's right, and then it's really wrong, and then it's then it's okay, and then it's really funny. So. Yeah, I'll mention that. Well, so anyway, these are the exclusive to Blu-ray features. The first one being um, Frigo's Taps... Frigo. 
which is there's a character in the movie he's my least favourite thing in the movie to be honest he's my least favourite because it's it's kind of lowbrow but there we go he's a guy who punches people in the balls when they're not expecting it for all you uh, people who find that hilarious but this is like a little behind the scenes thing of him punching people in the balls in the crew and stuff Mm. Um, to me it didn't look um, impromptu it looked completely staged nobody looked surprised that he did it to me like it was like oh a guy's walking along bang I'm not sure why it's funny to hit people that's what I don't get that's why I asked you if it's a man thing because I think it's it is It's, it's a jackass kind of weird but it's like attacking someone, so no, I don't get it. But anyway, this is Frigo, and it's <laughs> yeah. a Blu-ray exclusive, and to me, it's nothing. Um, it's not Blu-ray worthy. <laughs> then there's Lisa P's Guide to Style, which is amusing in for about a minute, and then mm. it goes on a little bit too long, and then I felt a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, because it, it was, yeah, it wasn't even really, I don't know, you it's, have to watch It's kind that. of odd. At the end of it, I was like, okay... I wanted it to be like a full exploration of 80s style, but it wasn't really. No, it's just Lisa P like talking about a clothes and a lipstick and a and that's Nails it really. And yeah, and close-ups of her and stuff and yeah. Uh and then when, Welcome to Adventureland, which is the Adventureland commercials, the orientation training video, the drug mm-hmm. policy, etc. Now those are kind of cool. Mm-hmm. They're um especially the staff training video that they made. I thought that was really funny where but yeah. he was talking about how you um what what you do if you're a member of staff at Adventureland if there's a lost child yeah. and there's a lost child and then behind on on like some seats is like a mother asleep kind of with like a head like I don't know if she's drunk or asleep or whatever and he's going come with me lost child where's he's your like, mother going, yeah, and the kids like, wants, he's like, she's like right there he's like we'll find your mother <laughs> it's really funny so yeah there's that and and those that's the best extra on the thing well so those are the Blu-ray exclusives those three. And then moving on to stuff which you will get if you get the DVD as well. There's deleted scenes. There's three of them. <laughs> they were okay. Mm. One of them was particularly funny. The one where they were inside the cabin and there's people coming to complain. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I said to you, imagine working in a place like that. Oh, what I kind know. of complaints you would get? Um, and then there's just... Like the, grand, the grandfather comes in and says, my grandson's been stuck on this ride for three hours, and the guy's like, is he upside down? And he's like, no. He goes, well, he's not upside down. He'll be all right. <laughs> like, they're not doing anything. And she says, it's I okay. Called, I called Monty, and he's like, honey, Monty's in jail. Yeah. So, uh, we can't call Monty. And she, he's like, we'll call the phone company. They've got one of those trucks with a bucket. They'll they'll come around, it's you know. So that was funny. I would yeah. like to have seen that in the movie, but... So, give you a little inclination of there. <laughs> so, the, yeah, those deleted scenes are pretty... The, you know, that's the best one. Um, then there's Just My Life, the making of Adventureland. This is the 17-minute ad- uh, making-of thing, the one that we said earlier, the aspect ratio is... Where, yeah. where sometimes it's HD, sometimes it's SD, sometimes it's Squish, sometimes, sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's videotape, looks like. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty odd. It was kind of distracting. But the actual making-of thing was actually done pretty well. It was like... Um, different people talking and then a deleted scene and so there are there are deleted scenes in that part too mm-hmm. and then like the filming of a scene from several different angles and I thought it was pretty cool and we'll say in that they also mention that this actual theme park or whatever you call it is one of two is a real one that's been kept in that style because it's uh, on the registry for historic locations or whatever so they keep the 80s looking or 70s probably even prior to that but they've kind of frozen in time and it's owned by a family and they said the film crew said when we go in they let us use all their machines their crew and so that's kind of interesting that 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 there's a theme park that hasn't been modernized because they tried other one because this was right loosely based on the directors growing up and it was coney island he said i believe yeah um which obviously has been modernized too much to use so it was cool to see a back a throwback because it you know nothing's really modern at this place it's you know what nothing's really modern in a lot of carnival places no. anyway it's just that you get a few superficial things that you that kind of jump out at you and then when you start looking closely they're all from like the 70s and 60s and 70s it's really weird something we didn't mention when we meant when we're talking about the movie that i find hilarious is during the movie they you know the the people in the movie have to work at, in in the place and they're working on the little side where you win a teddy games. bear. You either work games or rides. And it's just 
and and how rides is like a higher exactly. elevated yeah, above you, no, the no, game. You're not ready for Kate. rides. You're not ready for. But rides. it's funny watching them like work on like where you have to knock the bowler hat off the dummy, but they've glued the bowler hats on. Half the hats are glued on. Yeah, and then of course somebody always get pissed about that. And but it's funny to see the workings of a. Old... Yeah, and it's impossible to win the ring toss uh, because they've just made it impossible, and it's just a matter of fact. Everybody's like, yeah, well, of course, because. <laughs> And don't give We've always either. thought that as people. Yeah, of course. You, know, you can never win. It's uh, explained it. Um, and then there is a feature commentary with the director, Greg, and actor Jesse Eisenberg, which is the main guy. We forgot to mention his friend uh, with the glasses. Who's yeah. Like, he shows him around and stuff. He's really good, too, and I forget his name. And he's name. the guy in the training video. Yeah, he's the guy. And he's really good. Yeah, he is good. <laughs> yeah, and there's some really funny scenes with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah there's a full commentary with those two and then there's picture music selection which isn't as cool as it sounds it could have been cooler if they'd have put the music videos in there maybe for those songs but what it is is like you pick the, your favourite song from the movie and it takes you to that spot in the movie where they played it and it might just be, be in the background, in the background. Even, yeah, so. yeah. Um, I wanted to see that video rock, rock me off yeah so did I and this too is a uh, digital copy of the movie um which is becoming the norm, I believe. Hmm. Um, We're so, proponents of that, sort of. Yeah, as long as it doesn't cost any more. Um, <laughs> if it makes the thing more expensive, I don't want it. If it's just there, I'll n- pr- I've never used one. I guess if that was like my MASH DVDs, and they came with the a disc that had all the digital copies, so that I could put it on my laptop really easily and not pack around my DVDs or illegally rip them off that would be good to me because a TV show I'm more apt to want to take with me and watch on my Zoom when I'm waiting for my car or at the doctor's office or something like that do you know what I'm saying well you can't put them on a Zoom though can you I gotta say about illegally ripping DVDs right I own DVDs I've got nearly a thousand DVDs or more they belong to me they're on my shelf you know they're all there and I have a home theater PC which is something I've been dealing with over the last week which has got... I've just put a terabyte hard drive in there. In my... Uh, yeah. In the main room, right? So, I don't want to go out and get DVDs and put them in. I've started to rip all my favourite movies, illegally, to my media server onto the drive. Now, I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong because I own those movies. I've paid. Yeah, they're not going And anywhere. I'm not share. I'm not giving them anybody. I'm just putting them on my server so I don't have to go and get the discs. I don't feel like that is a... We're not ripping them off and then selling the discs? We're not you, ripping them off sharing them. The, we're not ripping them off You any. won't get rid of them. So we have them all on a wall downstairs. Yeah, I collect movies, right? But I also want a very convenient way of having my favorite movies on my media server where then I can just launch Windows Media Center and pick a movie I want to watch. I don't see that as wrong. Digital copy... is the same theory. It's it, the same idea. It's the same idea, but... So we're just, we're just pretending like every DVD we own has a digital, has a digital copy. copy built in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're just taking the initiative there. I mean, Blu-ray also has this. Because let's be realistic. When I sit down on the couch and I'm really comfortable, and I think to myself, "Oh, I would really love to sit here and watch Wizard of Oz today. That'd just be awesome." And that's why I'm that... not lazy. No, no. I'm not saying, "Oh, I don't want to get off my butt and go clear downstairs and get the DVD," but. If it's right there... It's, it's a lot different, it's yeah. It's awesome. I, I the player my, will just resume precisely when, you yeah. know... I put all my Star Wars on the media server. And um, this week, I actually ended up... There's a lot of extras on those Star Wars oh, DVDs. Right. I've been watching the extras just because they were there kind of thing. So, it, yes, there is a valid thing for ripping. I know it's illegal, but I see it... I own it. I'm not giving it to anybody. It's just for me. It is the exact same thing as a digital copy, though. It is, but because you're... They just haven't put, like, that DVD doesn't have a digital copy of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're taking it off and putting it on the hard drive is illegal in some way. I mean, copyright-wise. Right, because obviously you can Because then you can make a different copy and give it to somebody. But I'm saying we don't. They go on our server and then we watch them. Um, And they might get deleted at some point when you go, oh, I've watched that enough times, and then that's it. It just came and went. I mean, I paid for it. You got your money from me. Yeah, what's they, the problem? There, the legally it is you paid for that disc with that movie on it, that copy of that movie, and that's that, it. I, I but see. You shouldn't be allowed to photocopy a book 
and have it in your possession. Either. Well, I also see that point because I could also make a thousand discs of that copy mm-hmm. that I made also and give them to everybody. So, which I don't. That's what I'm saying. So, digital copies, fine. But and they're building something into Blu-ray. I've read coming up where you can make a copy onto your media server legally. Like, you don't have to deal with this digital copy thing. It will put it there from the disc. So that's coming up soon. I think there needs to be some way of doing it. Because a lot of people are going to have home theatre PC DVR slash things that they want the movies to have a library of movies on there. Um, That's all I have to say on the subject. But anyway, there's a digital copy. Mm. But you can't use it on your Zoom. (laughs) Still. Well... (laughs) There are ways. There are ways, but not the way they intend. You see, why should I have to feel like a freaking criminal? Because I want to take my Zune and watch it at the car place when I have already watched and paid for the movie. And I want to watch it again. But that device, no, not having it. You have to go and buy an iPod. Not making you a copy. Yeah, no. (laughs) Anyway, that's our digital copy ramp for this week. And that's our movie, uh, Adventureland. Um, The conclusion for me is I really love it. It's a rewatchable one for me. It brings back a vibe for me. It's... The music's great. I liked all the performances. I found it funny, but it's not necessarily a funny movie. Even though there are some funny parts. It's more... Observational funny. Yeah, and like it's clerks. more about relationships. Yeah. And coming up to our um, recommendations, you'll probably understand why my recommendations are these ones. You haven't actually thought of any yet, have you? <laughs> No. So. I mean, I have, but they're ones I've recommended before, which is fine. I'll anyway, my, my two recommendations based on this movie, movies that I like, that I feel are kind of similar to this. One is Ghost World, which is an early... It's from quite a while back, isn't it now? It's probably 10 yeah, years probably ten years old. Um, it's another slice of life. It's just a summer of two girls... What would you say? Growing up together? Uh, like... Growing apart. It's that age yeah. when you've got all... It's the same thing. You've got all these fantastic ideas. We're going to an apartment together. We're going to buy all our dishes and our furniture. And then... Stuff happens. Stuff happens that draws your attention to the fact that your personality might be going a different direction than what you dreamed about kind of thing. And it's a really early uh, Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. performance before she became big, I guess. You know, it was... And who else? Thora Birch. Mm-hmm. Really good, I like it. And Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Um, and the other one I, I wanted, which is another one that feels to me like a, I'm watching a portion of somebody's deal. And William H. Macy. Is uh, Chasing Amy, which is my favourite Kevin Smith film, still, out of all the films. Um, it just has that feel, and there's an emotional thing, and I buy people, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, they feel like real characters. It's got elements of wacky comedy. Mixed in, excuse me, mixed in, you know, not wacky like wah, 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 but wacky as in just, yeah. like, overt funny moments and stuff. And yet, it's, like you said, it's got the touching underbelly of, like, romance and what is romance and what is love. It's got Ben Affleck's best ever scene, in my opinion. Yeah, to- in any entirely. Movie. 100%. Yeah. I agree. The the truck, the rain in the truck. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, to <laughs> yeah. me, it feels like a real moment. So Ben, if you're listening, we really hate to break it to you, but that was sort of that's sort of the <laughs> the peak for us. Which was probably the be- almost the <laughs> not beginning. Not that we share the same brain, but we agree on that point. Yeah. Uh, so that every time I see a Ben Affleck movie, oh, I think Jersey Girl had a couple of really good moments. Yeah, too. also I really think good. that was the closest yeah, to yeah. get into that moment. Yeah, yeah. and it might have just been the, the different topic, but same, same, genuine. Like I really liked it. So, uh, so now every time we see a Ben Affleck movie, we're hoping. For someone to... We actually saw the trailer for the new Mike Judge movie at the beginning of Adventureland, which uh, sta- which has um, ben, Flick. ben Affleck in Ben it. Flick. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I do like the look of that new... Because uh, Mike Judge, I actually... I've liked... I liked Office Space and I liked Idiocracy. It was called Extract. Oh, there we go. And you then there's Extract. You just gave me my recommendation, even though it has nothing to do with this movie, but you brought it up. It's a movie I think people should watch, is Idiocracy. So we're starting my recommendations. Are we, are we going to say the only thing we don't like by Mike Judge is Beavis and Butthead? I've never seen or watched Beavis and Butthead in any way, shape, or form. I, I only did. know that I judge it harshly and I think it makes me think of Jackass, but in a cartoon form. I watched it when it was on MTV in the day and it was kind of funny, but there again I was, what, 20? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> now it probably wouldn't be funny. <laughs> I would imagine it would be funny if you're completely wasted. Yeah, in one that way was or the, the idea, other. I yeah, believe. Yeah. Um... 
So that's my first one, Idiocracy. And that is for reasons that it's also a, a look at life and absurdities, but it's kind of a really weird, wacky twist on it. Really funny. Like, you're, I'm sitting there watching it going, yes, <laughs> yes, thank God. Somebody else thinks that the same thing it's about It's a funny movie, kind life. of sci- science fiction. Yeah, kind it's got of. a weird... You got to just hang in there, though, you know, and like really get to the heart of it. Yeah, but if good. you're one of the people that it's like making fun of, kind of, then you're not going to like it, but, <laughs> no. you know. And my other one is going to be one that you suggested to me, and I think I've suggested it before, but it's really appropriate, is Year of the Dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, funny, but touching and a real thing about people and uh, what we show to the world versus what we really want on the inside of us and, you know. Year yeah. of the dog. You know, another one uh, in that kind of vein, and uh, I'll, I'll probably add it as my third one, I've just thought of it. Um, another one where I feel like it was a moment, like a... is a Sideways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, which is a Paul Giamatti and... What's he called? Hayden yep. Church. Yeah. As two guys going on a wine-tasting trip over the... Over a couple of weeks in a summer, and stuff happens. Relationship yeah, stuff. It's not a coming of age thing. No, because they're middle aged men. Because they're more subtle into who they are, and that's more. About but it's a changing. The trip changes them. Yeah. That and I. But there are a lot more of those, and I just can't think of them. No, Sideways is just really good. I re- I it's, I can rewatch Sideways when it's on HBO or whatever. I always pick it up and watch it again. Right. Um, and you've just covered over the I did. notes. My mother's, my mother's also speaking to me. Well, tough. You'll have to wait. <laughs> oh, I'm telling her. Nice. So, um, Mom, yeah. Mom, Paul said you just have to wait. So that's our recommendations for this week. Moving on to our contest. Go to the site and you'll see you can win some DVDs. Okay, I'll go right now. <laughs> um, and next week's, um, you know, if the wind blows in the right way and all that kind <laughs> of stuff... Next week's uh, Blu-ray review will be Gladiator, the extended cut. It's been a long time coming. Ooh. I've not seen it for a long time. I'm excited. You'll get a you'll get a Woody for that one. You love that. I've one. never seen the the you know the, the extended cut of Gladiator has not been seen until now, and this is like a Ridley Scott. You know, approved. I really like that because it's you know revisiting a film. Is it ten years later? Feels at like at least. It. Yeah, at least it's nice to have some. We extra watched stuff, it in the motel once on DVD. You know, everybody gathered around. Yeah, we did. That was one of the when ones I where bought... we all sat down. We're all watching it. My mother's there. We're watching. She, fall she asleep? falls asleep. Yeah. She wakes up at the end and she goes, well, that was really good. Yeah, she did. She does that most. <laughs> but yeah, it was one of the first DVDs I bought, I remember. But we saw it on the theatres. It probably is 10 years old, that. Close. And that maybe that's the reason the Blu-ray's coming now. Mm. Um, so yeah, it will possibly be that one. Who knows? And if it's not that? Who knows? What will it be? Don't know. No alternative? Well, the alternative will be sometime this week. I will make the alternative. <laughs> okay. But it's possibly that one. But the fact that it's not out for two weeks, it might not. It depends. Mm. So you're just teasing us, basically. Yeah. There's also this is like a new Sapphire series from um, Paramount. They're bringing out these new Sapphire series Blu-ray discs, which are like real big catalog titles from Paramount. They're, they're bringing to Blu-ray, and the first three are Gladiator, um, Braveheart. And Forrest Gump, all three amazing movies. Really, mm-hmm. I'm not so sure. Braveheart, I don't know whether I still like it so much. I'd have to see it again. So because of the movie or Mel Gibson? No, because I don't really care about Mel Gibson's private thing, right. weirdness. I don't. I mean, it's, but see, it's not, just it's, by just by thinking that alone. It does. I'm just thinking whether Braveheart ever really gelled with me anyway. Mm, like, right, you right. know, whether I thought, oh, that was like It was pretty else. melodramatic, and I think that if you weren't... But so was Gladiator. Just... That's true. Um, Very dramatic. Oh, yeah. shit. But good. You know. Um, I think if I had to choose, I would pick um, the other Mel Gibson directed one. The Apocalypto would yes. be my one. Yeah, definitely. It's amazing. Braveheart. Movie. Amazing movie. Um, I bet a lot of people haven't seen it. He's one of those people. He's got the split, doesn't he? He's got the mad, crazy talent and then the mad craziness on its own. <laughs> he, made, he made the most successful Why movie. Why are the most talented, creative people, like, whacked out? Well, he made the most successful movie of all time, The Passion of the Christ. Yeah. I mean... Come on, it's Jesus. You can't really go wrong. can't really go wrong with the starring guy being Jesus, can you? 
<laughs> and that you know that that movie, the Jesus story, not even in English is you know he did. I mean yeah. he didn't Hollywood Hollywood it up. He did a straight up Hebrew talking. Was you know amazingly received. You know it shows you, doesn't it? It shows me. Yeah, shows me. Jesus yeah. is the man. Less people will be watching Idiocracy. Yeah, less <laughs> people will be watching anything else. I mean that has got a big audience, hasn't it? There's a lot of people like Jesus. <laughs> a lot of people. That is a good statement. I go out and see every like movie Jesus. that Jesus is in. You know what I mean? Anything. If he's in it, I'm there. Oh my god! Passion of the Christ two is an, in Family Guy. They do like a thing where he finds Peter finds the trailer for Passion of the Christ two, but it's like um, Rush Hour where he's teamed up with the guy and they're in a car and right. they're like fighting crime, you know. And it's really fun. Passion of the Christ two Judgment Day <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> anyway, uh, games and Aeschylista for this week. Um, I've been playing uh, this week Shadow Complex on the Xbox 360. There's been some big controversy over... Yeah. I don't even want to go into it, but if you want to read about that, go to kotaku.com. Controversy aside, the game's really, really good. It's a downloadable Xbox Live title, $15. But it's a full game. I think it's... My friend has been playing it all week and he says it's 20 or 30 hours long, which is pretty good for $15. It's a side-scrolling old school, but with new graphics. <laughs> it's like Castlevania, the old Nintendo Castlevania game. Which is like exploring, finding stuff, shooting enemies, all that stuff at the same time. Right. Um, it's really good. Uh I highly recommend it. It's only available on Xbox, but it's 15 bucks. And the controversy is a weird thing that I don't even know if it should get any airtime. Don't talk about it then. The other game I've been playing is uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, which is... I got a... Is it Arkham Asylum? Yes. Or Arkham Asylum? Arkham Asylum. (laughs) Okay. You know, the city of Arkham's Asylum. No, I don't know that. But anyway, it's uh, amazing. In- incredible, amazing <laughs> graphics are brilliant. The game's brilliant. It's not exactly what I thought it was going to be from the trailers. Again, they kind of missold it, and what they wanted you to believe it was one thing, but what it actually is is better, in my opinion. So I don't know if they were didn't want this part of it to be because it's a lot of adventuring, like actually searching, looking for clues kind of slow-paced gameplay like an adventure like an old school but looks awesome and it works well mechanics but then on the good. other on the other hand it's got like fighting and shooting and using all the equipment and stuff which like, is what they kind of focused on in the commercials but most of the game really is like looking for clues find the riddler gives you all these clues during the game so he'll say something like some cryptic thing and then you've got to go and figure that out and solve it so it, it's really, really good. I, I, my guess is it's going to be getting 10, 10 out of 10s all over the place next week. It comes out this week. Right. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's um, you'll, you'll, You listen to a couple of video games. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting for you to see what they think. I, I get the feeling CADcast, which is the other one we listen to, they'll like it. Well, aren't they comic book people or something? You listen to it. Yeah, Wombat. I think the Wombat guy's into comic books, so he'd probably like it anyway, regardless. I really like it, it's good. Um, the other, uh, There's a demo up on uh, Xbox Live Marketplace, Dirt 2, <clears throat> which is used to be the Colin McRae series until Colin McRae tragically died in an accident, which was a flying accident or something. But um, it's not Colin McRae in America now, they've took that name off, but if you buy it in Europe, it's called Colin McRae's Dirt 2, so mm-hmm. not sure what the deal is with that. You should leave his name on there. I mean, he's a legend. Yeah, but I don't, not as much here probably in the mainstream. But I, I'd never heard of it. Well, Rallying's so. not exactly mainstream here anyway, yet we still get the game. Right, so if you put a name on it that nobody, that a lot of people don't know, then you know what I'm saying? Right. But anyway, he's a, he's a rally legend for sure. I mean, and the game is amazing. It's a, I only played the demo, but um, it's, the, it's a game where, you know, you take, it's a racing game. Everybody knows Colin McRae. It's been going for years and years. It's The graphics are insane now. It's like they figured it all out over the last couple of years and it you'd think you was driving a real car it's got the inside cockpit Ooh. view and when you drive through a puddle the puddle splashes on the windscreen and it takes a while for the for it to go away you know what I mean in real mm. life if you drive through a puddle 
you literally can't see for a couple of seconds until your windscreen wipers. In real life, I don't really drive through puddles. I mean, a big puddle rallying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. In real life, I might not experience. So there's there's water and mud ends up on your screen, and there's literally a one or two second period where you cannot see anything until your windscreen wipers (laughs) remove it. Well, it emulates that, which is really fun because, like, if you go into a crest of a hill and then you hit a puddle, and then you're actually blind for a couple of seconds and you don't know. How fast or whether there's a corner coming up, it right, right. adds to the intensity of the race. And there's an interesting little thing, which is nothing really, but I've never seen it before. On Xbox Live, you have an avatar, which is <laughs> you make yourself, basically, and that transfers into games. Well, they've used it in this game, interestingly, by hanging your avatar from the rearview mirror. So when you're inside the car, it's got like a little... Like a figure. Yeah, it got a little Ace Scully banging around on the thing. I just thought that was a nice touch, that you know, because everybody gets their own personalised... That is good. Yeah, I, and I never thought of that's a creative way of using them because all you think because they're like shit. We can't. There's nothing to do with do we, an avatar. Yeah, <laughs> like do we have him driving the car? No, that seems weird, doesn't it? If you see mm-hmm. like a weird cartoon head in the car, that takes away from the realism. But yeah, somebody might have something hanging from the mirror. So I thought it was a cool. Touch. And it's 3D and it wiggles around. Yeah, everything. It, it that's awesome. And when you go over a bump, it flies up and it's the roof, and you know, Ha-ha. it's pretty cool. So that's the Dirt 2 demo. I think the game's out in two weeks, but you can get the demo. And the demo's pretty cool. It's got full multiplayer. You can play it as long as you want. It doesn't time out. It's the same one track over and over, but you can play with online people as much as you want. So that's unheard of, because they usually say, "Yeah, you've got five minutes and then we're done. You know? And the other big announcement this week is uh, PlayStation 3 have announced a pr- price drop, first off. PlayStation 3 is now $299. For, take, it took effect like a couple of days ago. But not only that, there's a new model, the PS3 Slim. It's not really called the PS3 Slim, it's called the PS3. There is no PS3 Slim. P, the journalist made that up. Right. But the new, the PS3 is slimmer now. You mean Sony made that up for PlayStation 2 and now they're just applying That never applied either. Oh, it was, really? That was just the PS2. Oh, the journalists right. called it the Slim because they needed a way of differentiating it. So no, it's the PS3. There is no PS3 fat, PS3 slim like they used to call it. Um, so yeah, there's this new model of the PS3. It's $299. It's actually in stores this Tuesday, which is really quick after the announcement. So you can go and buy one this week. It's the same PS3 that you know, slim down. Apparently it doesn't run as hot. It's slightly quieter. Still got the Blu-ray drive. Only thing different is it does not play backwards games. So you can't play PS2 or PS1 titles. But apparently Sony did a survey and most people didn't care about that anyway. So that was their motivation to strip that out. So they say. Now I have an original PS3, the 60 gigabyte, the original, because I got it when it came out basically, yeah. Um, Which is known as the granddaddy of PS3s, but the holy grail of PS3s because it's the only model that actually has a PlayStation 2 on the motherboard. Oh, right. Now, later on, what they did, they stripped that out and they just put software emulation in, which didn't work 100%. But ours is basically a PS3 with a PS2 underneath it. So we have the creme de la creme of the PS3, even though it's huge. And I, But to be honest, the new PS3 Slim, as they call it, I prefer the other one. I so like someday them. it's going to take its place in a box by the Dreamcast is what you're saying. You never get rid of it because it is like, you know. What? The PS3 will someday take a place next to the Dreamcast, which is in a box on a shelf. You want to keep the PS3 forever because it's like the special. I just love how it looks. And, <laughs> you know, the old design. I think this new design is a step backwards in terms of design because I know everybody hates that piano black finish and of the old the old PS3. One, yeah. But I think it looks awesome. I, I, I think... It just looks brilliant. If you put your fingers on it and everything, it looks terrible, but... Don't put your fingers sat, on sat it. sat on your shelf, it looks... It's, to me, it's a nice piece of electronics. Whereas the new one just looks like a black plastic box. There's no shine to it. There's no logo on it as such. Because the old one has, like, PlayStation 3 and silver across the middle. This has, like, a black on black logo. You know, it just looks utilitarian to me. But there again, yeah. you said you don't care what they look no. like. And Smaller, the more... The less obtrusive, the better. Yeah, and I didn't find the PS3 obtrusive anyway. I mean, it sits on a shelf and it does its job. And I honestly can say it's been a perfect Blu-ray player the entire time yep. we've had one. We've never had a skip, a hiccup, nothing. We, movies just work. 
Every feature has always worked. Every feature works. It, it updates itself over the network. It's. Um, I think it's a good machine. Um, I mean, it was a lot of money when I bought it. I think it was five ninety nine. Two ninety nine seems. A, I think it was four ninety nine. Originally, I think mine might have been five ninety nine. No, originally it was five hundred dollars. Nope, I think you will be wrong about mm, that. I don't think so, but I will. I obviously, I'll have to admit it. That's a fact, kind of thing. Um, but two ninety nine is actually, you know. I was looking at Blu-ray players this week because I do want another Blu-ray player. It's one thing that I do want for upstairs, you know. Um, now we've got a lot of Blu-ray discs. I would like another Blu-ray player. And I was looking at Blu-ray players this week, and they're mostly about $250. Now, that's just a Blu-ray player that will just play Blu-rays. I've mostly been shopping for PlayStation 3s. So, <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, for $250, you get a Sony Blu-ray player to put underneath your TV. For $299, which is $50 more, you get a PlayStation 3, which does Blu-ray... And tons of games. So yeah, but the games aren't free. So you're still giving them lots and lots and lots and lots of money. So it's not like you just buy that and then magically you play games. No, no. It's still a drain on your pocket. But for me, I I see the value. Like, now it exists, this PS3 Slim. I wouldn't buy a standalone Blu-ray player. One thing I could see people doing if they're into movies is if you're on the Sony network, you can go on there and get movies for like... Yeah, yeah, it has rentals. A couple dollars or whatever. yeah. yeah. HD rentals too right. if you're into that so and TV shows and so that could if you're not into gaming but you do go rent movies a lot does it have Netflix? it doesn't have Netflix because that's, that's Xbox Xbox exclusive but it has Blockbuster? a rental so no it just has its own right. Sony rental st- and funnily most of the movies on it are Sony movies <laughs> but it does have funny other, enough yeah they make a lot of movies so but yeah it's just um, for two ninety nine. I I feel that it's pretty good um if you're looking for a, being this is a movie show, if you're looking for a Blu-ray player, which a lot of people probably have, it's a great file server thing. You yeah, also it does that. You can play stream. music, put your pictures, everything. So. Yeah, so that's enough of PS and PS Talk, <laughs> um, and that's available this week. Uh, and finally, I think we already did it. Director, director, director. Boogie, 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 boogie. Okay, uh, what have you got to talk for this week? For supper, we're going to have some corn bowl spaghetti sauce and pasta. We're going to have Newman juice, which I think is what you called it when I bought Newman's juice or something. Paul Newman's spaghetti sauce. Oh, yeah. It's from Paul Newman. From Paul Newman. Uh, unfortunately, he has passed, so we won't make a joke about that. But And then we're having corn balls, which are the fake meat balls that you like the corn so much. And pasta, curly noodle pasta. That's going to be a supper. Maybe a little salad on the side. And I am going... Out of town for the night. Goodbye. And tomorrow and for the next night. Because tomorrow my mother's having an ice cream social at her historic society museum. Sounds grand, but we're talking about small town, small museum. She's hoping to raise some money and get some interest, and so I'm going. And is it outside? It is. Hopefully, it's not too hot. Ice cream, hot weather, bad news. Well, no, hopefully, it is, hopefully it is hot. That's what you want at an ice cream social. So everybody wants to come and eat ice cream. You don't want a rainy, cold day. Well, I'm just thinking of temperate day, not no, but, rainy. But people who go to those things, they like hot days. All right. You well, know, I was thinking you about and you. I. You mainly. Yeah, I won't be having a good time if it's hot. <laughs> uh, I'll be painted. My face will be painted, and I'll be painting faces. And uh, the theme is American heritage. So I've decided I'm stripping it down. We'll only have red, white, and blue paint. And I'll just do flags and whatever, like, really simple and fast. So that's what I'll be doing with my day tomorrow. All right, so let's... This That's po- why we're not doing this tomorrow. We're doing it. Yeah, today. you're going to get this early because of our um, changing plans. So uh, and I don't have anything else. Let's put this puppy to bed then. Uh, I want to remind you about our website, sidtar.com. You're going first this week, acecully.com. Thanks. And uh, twitter.com slash acecully, twitter.com slash sidtar. We don't own Twitter, we just happen to have accounts <laughs> on that. Um, we're also on Facebook, Xbox Live, Zoom Marketplace. You can get this podcast. An RSS feed, just go to acecully.com and click on the word podcast at the top. Interestingly enough, this week, somebody emailed me saying, <laughs> I listen to your podcast. And because I think your podcast is so great, I registered the domain name after the show.com. And if you would like to buy that from me, that will be $7,000. <laughs> well, thank you, but no thank you. No thank you. Acecully.com is fine. Fine for all our It's purposes. funny when people try to scam people like us when the actual response is just fuck off because it's like, don't even bark up that tree, man. Seriously. I've got my domain. I've had it for 10 years. Don't I, you I'm think happy. we would have thought of that <laughs> yeah, exactly. in the beginning? 
So, yeah, I don't want the domain, uh, $7,000. Don't go to it. So that's what we're telling you people. Don't go there. It's a pirate domain anyway. I've been there. Oh, you did go. It's one of those... Um, Raking in the I, money. I, yeah, I, um, it's got Google Ads. So now we've on. told people, which will get it more attention. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, if you want... So go to com. That's where you'll find After the Show podcast. And you can listen to them all on the page there. Or you can subscribe on iTunes or you can email feedback to me um you don't email Sid Talk ever <laughs> she doesn't like it I didn't say that she doesn't like you it you have a way of twisting things around um I like it I don't get them I want to say uh, stay classy 1980 ish 80s <laughs> the 1980s <laughs> stay classy frozen in time in our minds and I will say think for yourself everyone Because if you don't, somebody else will do it for you.